Welcome to the podcast of C3 Church with today's message. Good morning, everybody. Well, you guys sound like you're ready to receive a great word this morning. Um, I believe that God has given a great word for you. Um, This is something that the Lord has been dealing with me on. And I just felt like that this was the right time and the right um, way to deliver this word. And the message today is going to be, I will not be moved. Because sometimes in life things happen that can cause us to want to crawl in a cave or in a den or in a pit. So I have the scriptures up here. We're going to first turn to Isaiah 54, verse 17. And then we're going to go to Psalms 27, 1 through 3. And then Psalms 62, 5 through 6. And the first one reads, No weapon, not some weapons, not a few weapons, No weapons formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Psalms 27, 1 through 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? (laughs) When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, and although an army may encamp against you, saints of God, My heart and your heart shall not fear. Though war may rise up against us, in this we will be confident. And I am switching that around because I want it to apply to all of us. The last scripture, Psalm 62, 5 through 6. My soul waits silently for God alone, which means we have to quiet our spirits. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. So saints of God, I want to just ask you some questions. Have people ever just turned against you out of jealousy? You're just going about doing what you feel God's told you to do. You're being obedient. You know, you're loving people. You're doing your very best, but yet somehow it it just seems like all of a sudden people just turn against you out of jealousy. How about, have you ever been punished for remaining faithful to God and had to go through a dark place or a dark time even though you've been obedient? Have you ever found yourself in the pit surrounded by enemies or lions Now, see, your enemies are your lions. They can represent your thoughts. doesn't have to necessarily represent people, but it can represent your thoughts and what the enemy is throwing against you, accusations. 
But in the midst of that, have you ever experienced God's miraculous protection and deliverance over your life? Because, see, saints of God, no matter what you go through, no matter what attacks may come, as we have read before, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I know that sometimes when we're going through, sometimes it seems, it seems like it's prospering against you. It seems like the enemy has the upper hand. But we're going to read a story, and I, I really think it's going to encourage you. And I'm sure you can probably tell by the slide what story we're going to talk about. This is one of my favorite stories about Daniel and the lion's den. And I remembered my mom would read this to me all the time as a kid, and I loved it. But, see, Daniel, Daniel was bad, okay? Now, he was a good kind of bad. He wasn't bad as in rebellious. He was bad for Jesus. Daniel was bold as a lion. Daniel was the type, he would tell you the truth, whether you liked it or not. Daniel was the type, he didn't go along with the crowd. But he stood firm, and he had an excellent spirit. And because of that, the King Darius had great favor with him. Now, some of you may be familiar with Daniel, and you know that it doesn't just begin with this story. So I encourage you to read all about Daniel. But to save time today, I just want to talk about the lion's den. So Daniel had great favor because of his excellent spirit that King Darius appointed him as one of the three governors. So he was pretty much over the kingdom. And not only was he one of the three but the king had extra favor upon him because he excelled over all the others, which means, saints of God, he wasn't operating in his own power. He was operating in God's power, and it was showing through him. It was showing through his integrity. And so the king wanted to have him rule over everything. But see, what had happened was <laughs> mm, the other governors and the sartaps and all the other people, they got a little attitude. They got jealous of Daniel because here Daniel is having all this favor with the king. And so they wanted to set up a plot to try to trap Daniel. So they tried looking for fault in him. And I'm just paraphrasing the story. They tried to find fault in him, but they couldn't find anything. But the one thing they knew they could try to attack him on was his faith. They knew that if they came against his God, that they could trap him. So guess what they did? They went and they brought a decree before the king, declaring that if any man should make any petition before any other god or man except for the king, that they shall be thrown in the lion's den. So the king signed it with his decree and with his signature, and it could not be changed. So it was set in stone. So if anybody went against it, it didn't matter who it was, they had to go down in the lion's den. But what I love about Daniel, see, Daniel wasn't moved by that because Daniel knew that that decree had passed. He knew that that decree had been signed. But you know what Daniel did? He went up in his upper room with his windows open. You know, he didn't go in the little closet somewhere all timid and just be like, dear Heavenly Father. No, 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 no. He was not whispering. He, he you know, he was not ashamed. He opened his windows, and he got on his knees. He got in the posture of prayer, and he got on his knees, and he prayed towards Jerusalem three times a day, making his supplications. And along with that, he also gave thanksgiving to God. Daniel didn't care if he got caught because, see, Daniel wasn't thinking about approval of people. He wanted to be obedient to God. 
And so he prayed to God. He was faithful. But guess what? Don't you know his enemies found out? And guess what they did? They went straight to the king. And they started running their mouth about him and telling the king, oh, he's praying to his God. And this grieved King Darius. And he wasn't grieved at the fact that he felt like Daniel rebelled against him personally. But King Darius was grieved because he knew, he saw through their plan, and he knew that the reason why those men got that decree signed was because the whole time they were plotting against Daniel. And the king, he didn't want to do it. He wanted to deliver Daniel, but because he signed the decree, it was too late. So guess what? Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den. My, oh, my. Now, I've tried to think about this, and I can't seem to wrap my mind around what it must have been like. You guys have seen a lion before, I'm assuming. If you've been to a zoo, you've seen a lion, okay? Those things are huge. Those things are mean, they're nasty, and they will eat you alive. They won't even think about it. They will just pounce on you and eat you alive because in their eyes, we're nothing but a chicken wing. That's all we are. We're just good meat. And let me tell you, if that lion's hungry, he's going to feast on you. It don't matter. It don't matter what kind of flavor you have. He's going to feast on you. And I thought about that, and I said, Lord, you know, (laughs) here's Daniel, okay, and he's getting thrown down in this pit, and it wasn't just one lion. It was a den full of lions, okay? Now, first of all, I know them lions were looking at him like, mm, fresh meat. You know they were probably licking their chops like, mm, mm, we're going to eat good today. And I just try to imagine the smell. I can't even begin to imagine what it must have smelt like, what it must have felt like to to be surrounded by these vicious enemies, knowing that at any minute they could attack you. So here you are, you're dropped down in this cave or this pit. And what I loved was even though King Darius never really accepted the Lord in this instance, he believed that the Lord would save Daniel. And as a matter of fact, he even declared to him, He said, your God whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. See, Daniel had such an excellent spirit on him that his behavior and his integrity was speaking even to those who didn't believe. To the point to where, even though they may not have wanted to receive God for themselves, they still had to believe that he was a savior. So Daniel goes down in this pit, okay, and they're surrounding him, and I just sit there and think, God, I can't imagine how scary that must have been. How terrifying that must have been to be Daniel, to be in his shoes. And I've tried, I've tried, I've been thinking about it for weeks. Like, God, what must that have been like? What that, what that must have been like? I mean, you would think that somewhere along the line that Daniel would have been angry. You would think somewhere along the line he would have been scared. You would think somewhere along the line he would be praying vengeance against his enemies. You would think somewhere along the line he'd just be in the corner freaking out. Because, saints of God, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I would have handled it like Daniel did. I mean, I would hope and pray that I would. But the thing of it is, I mean, when you think about it, When you think about it, you're stuck in this pit. There's nowhere out. You can't get out. They rolled a stone over it. 
and sealed it with the king's signet ring. So he was stuck. There was nowhere for him to go. There was nowhere for him to hide. He had to stay there, and he had to face his enemies. And I just wanted to just bring out some six strategies um, that we must do so we will not be moved in situations like this. We have um, three do nots, and we have three do's. So first, we're going to share the do nots. Do not fear. Isaiah 41.10 tells us, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, saints of God, I know that sounds so much easier said than done. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes fear just comes up on you. You can be fine one minute, and then all of a sudden it just hits you. And it would have been so easy for Daniel when he got down in there to just cower in the corner and cry and feel sorry for himself and tremble and fear his enemies. But he didn't do that. (laughs) The second one is, Do not focus or be troubled by your enemies. My, my, my. Psalms 183.7, I mean, Psalms 138.7 says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies. And, uh, and, and, our right hand will save me. That doesn't sound right. Your, I'm sorry, that got messed up. Your right hand will save me. You know, saints of God, sometimes when we get down in that pit, it can be easy for us to focus on our enemies. See, these lions in the story, even though talking about Daniel, they were literal lions for us, Those lions can represent thoughts from the enemy. It can also represent people. And it can also represent our own minds. And sometimes when you're in that pit, that's when the enemy wants to surround you. He wants to come closer to you. He wants you to feel him. He wants you to see him. He wants you to feel his breath breathing down your neck. He wants to devour you and attack you. He doesn't want you to live He doesn't want you to believe. He doesn't want you to have faith. He doesn't want you to be victorious. He wants to defeat and defile and kill you. And saints of God, even though Daniel was surrounded by these beasts, and even though he had no way out, still yet, he didn't focus on his enemies. And we're going to get more into it as I go. But he didn't focus on his enemies, but instead he focused on God. And what you focus on is what you make room for. So if you're down in the pit and all you're focusing on is, oh, I'm going to go through this. I'm getting attacked. And, and, and this lion is attacking me, this lion of fear, this lion of doubt, this lion of feeling lack. If you focus on those lions, you focus on those thoughts, you focus on that illness that's trying to attack your body, you focus on the loss of job, you focus on your family going crazy or, or anything like that, or you just focus on you feel like you lost something, then guess what, saints of God? That's what you're going to focus on. That's what you're going to entertain. But see, when we focus on God and we continue to pray and seek him, 
then we have peace because we know that God is above all that, saints of God. Even though he was surrounded and even though it looked like he was defeated, he was not defeated because God was with him even in the midst of that. Mm. Ooh, the third one. This is a biggie too. <laughs> Woo. Do not be angry nor seek revenge against those who accuse you. Oh, my goodness. Woo-wee. Now, let me read the scripture before I get into it, because if I get into it, I'm going to forget. <laughs> Romans 12, 17 tells us, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all man. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, Live peaceably with all man. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Now, saints of God, this is the word of God declaring that. And so many times what happens is when we find ourselves in the pit and we find ourselves surrounded by those lions, that sometimes what we tend to do is we might pray, and I'm talking about myself, and I had to repent because I'm guilty of doing this, and I'm like, God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me with this flesh because that is our flesh rising up. We do want revenge. I mean, let's be honest. How many of you would be honest with me and say that when people hurt you and do you wrong, you, you pray and you like, God, take them out, Lord. Take them out. We do. Yeah, exactly. I'm just being real saints of God. I'm not going to try to front with you and just act like I'm just like, oh, bless them, Lord. No, that is, look, when people do me wrong at first, that is not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying, saints of God. And it is so hard sometimes when you feel hurt and you feel betrayed. It is so hard sometimes to not get angry. It is so hard to not want to seek revenge. Sometimes we even play it in our mind. And God has to bring us back. He's like, uh-uh, don't you go there. Don't you go there. Sometimes I feel like he says, come back, my child. You're going down the wrong road. Trust me. I will deal with them because, see, saints of God, no matter what we try to do, it could never compare to what God would do. Because, see, God knows the heart of the people, and he knows what they're dealing with, and he knows how to reach them. We don't. So we may think that the way we attack them, we may think that that's the right way, but it may accomplish nothing, and all you did was make a fool of yourself. You blew your witness. There's no Jesus anymore when they look at you. They're just looking at you like, well, dang, you're just like me. I knew you would lose your mind. I knew if I turned my back on you or did you wrong or, or traded you in that, that you would turn your back on me, that you would get angry because, see, saints of God, it wasn't necessarily the people he had problems with. It was the spirit. That evil spirit in them, they didn't like the God that Daniel was serving. And they wanted to destroy that. They wanted to destroy that in Daniel. They wanted to snuff out his faith because they were jealous. How dare him have more favor with the king than I? What is so special about him? Well, I'll tell you what was so special about him and what's special about you all is that you have the living God in you. That's what makes you special, saints of God. That's what makes you special. It's because of him and his love and his light living through you, saints of God. And you don't have to apologize for it, nor do you need to be ashamed. As a matter of fact, you should never be ashamed. And Daniel, he showed us that. 
He didn't care what man thought. He just went up there and prayed. He didn't care. He's like, hey, if I get in trouble, I get in trouble. And even though he was obedient to God, guess what? It seems like his enemies got an upper hand on him, right? But we're going to find out more as we go. <laughs> now we're going <laughs> to... Now we're going to go in the do's. The first do we need to do is quiet our spirits. Psalms 131, 1 through 2 tells us, Lord, my heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I concern myself with matters too great, nor with things too profound for me. Surely I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with his mother, like a weaned child is my soul. See, saints of God, when we put our trust in God and we just pray to him and we really seek his heart and we rest in him, your spirit becomes quiet. See, God can't speak to us and calm us if our spirits are going like this, like a whirlwind. It's just spinning. You got all these thoughts. You got all these fears. You got all these anxieties. You got all these troubles. You got all this stuff going on in your head. And God, he wants to speak to you. He wants to give you his peace. But because you're so wrapped up, he can't reach you at that moment. So saints of God, it's vital that when we're going through something like that, and when we're feeling tried, and when we're feeling like our enemies are trying to take over us, that we quiet our spirit, that we seek the Lord, that we lean in him, that we trust in him. Because guys, only he can deliver us. Only he can deliver us. Only he can save us. We can't save ourselves. Only he can. The second one of the do's is stay in a mode of prayer and worship. Philippians 4, 4 through 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, everything, doesn't matter how big or how small, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, not with complaining. Oh, boy, do we love to complain. Ooh, I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Let your requests be made known to God. See, saints of God, it's important as children of God that no matter what we're going through, that we always oper operate in the attitude of gratitude. Because even though it may seem that we're being attacked on every side, and even though it may seem like our enemies are getting the upper hand on us, God is still good. It does not change the fact that he is good. And you know what, saints of God? He's got you. He's got you. I know it may not look like it, but he's got you. He's got you in it, saints of God. And I know that one of the main things we, we do is we complain. Like Elder said when he got up here is, you know, sometimes you, you just kind of want to cower down. And it's like you got to have that pity party and, you know, oh, God, why is this happening to me? And poor me. And, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm, I'm scared. And, you know, saints of God, we're all guilty of doing it, including myself. I can have a good old pity party just like anybody else. I can work up some tears, believe you me. I can write out my list of complaints and go on and on. But you see, saints of God, when we complain, what's happening is when we complain, instead of giving glory to God and recognizing him, we're giving glory to the devil and our enemies. And we're elevating them. And what we're doing is we're hyping up the devil instead of silencing him and hyping up the Lord. It is so vital, and I know, guys, we are all guilty of complaining. It's easy to do. 
It is so easy to do. Man, things happen. You just get mad. You just get frustrated. You get in the self-pity. Woe is me. Why is this always happening to me? We all do it. But you know what, saints of God, it is important. It is so important that we do not complain. And I love the saying. It says that if you complain, you will remain. If you praise, you will raise. See, God's not moved by your complaining. They complained in Israel. And guess what? They just kept walking around the mountain, walking around the mountain, walking around the mountain, complaining, walking around the mountain. Oh, God, why won't you do this? Why won't you do that? We're tired of eating this. We're tired of doing that. Just complaining and complaining and complaining. But guess what? All they did was walk and walk and walk, and they got nowhere. And maybe that's what's wrong with us sometimes, saints of God. We may not realize, and this is where God got me. He said, sometimes you're asking me to move you. You're asking me to elevate you. You're asking me to deliver deliver you, but you're so busy complaining, and you just keep walking in your flesh, and you keep walking around those same areas and those same things that I keep telling you, just give over to me, but you won't do it. So you keep walking around and walking around and walking around, and then you're wondering why you're tired. You're wondering why you feel defeated. You're wondering why you feel stuck because you're too busy focusing on your enemies. You're too busy focusing on what you feel like you lack. But saints, I'm here to tell you that in God, you lack nothing. You lack nothing. God is able to deliver you from anything. It doesn't matter how severe it may look or how bad it may look. He is able to deliver you from anything, saints of God. We just have to believe and quiet our spirit. And we just have to trust that, you know what, no matter how it looks, I'm going to keep praising God. I'm going to keep giving him the glory. I'm going to do my best to not complain and ask the Lord to convict me when I do and stay in a heart of repentance and focus on God so that even in the midst of this, I can still have joy. Because, saints of God, when you complain, you lose your joy. Maybe that's why some of us walk around sometimes looking defeated. Because, again, if you're focusing on what what you feel you're lacking in or the attacks, how can you feel powerful? You can't. We can't. We cannot feel powerful if we're focusing on the negative things. That just drains you, saints of God. And that's 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 not why Jesus died. He didn't die for you to be troubled and burdened. He told us to give our burdens to him. For his, for his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We're to cast our cares upon him. For he cares for us affectionately and watchfully. He's got you, saints of God. And the third, do's. Mm. Trust that God will protect and deliver you. Second Samuel 22, 2-4 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, And my deliverer, my, 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 Mm. the God of my strength and whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Now, saints of God, oh, my goodness. Did God not show up for Daniel? He sent an angel to shut the mouths of a lion. Now, saints of God, you know that's God. You know that that is God because there is no way. A lion is a lion. They are an animal. 
if they're hungry and they see you, guess what? You're their dinner, okay? But God is so powerful, saints of God. See, the lions, they don't scare God. He created them. He has control over them. And because Daniel trusted in God and he remained faithful to God and he was innocent. See, Daniel didn't end up in a pit for wrongdoing. Daniel got conspired against. So because of his innocence and because of his pure heart to really want to worship God and to be a God pleaser and not a people pleaser, God was right there with him. And he shut the mouths of the lions. And saints of God, don't you know that if God would do that for Daniel, if God would keep those lions from attacking and devour Daniel, don't you know he'll do that for you too? Don't you know that no matter what you're going through, he is able? He is able to deliver you, saints of God. He is able to help you. He's able to give you that strength that you never knew you even had because that strength is coming from him, saints of God. He wants you to be victorious. He doesn't want you to cower down in fear. He doesn't want you to be afraid of those lions. Because although they may be warring, and although you may be seeing them, and you may be feeling their breath in your face, saints of God, God is greater. God is greater. And they cannot harm you. They cannot harm you. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, we already read. So even though those weapons were formed, they didn't prosper. Those lions were nothing. They were almost like little pussy cats. They couldn't do anything to Daniel. Daniel was good. And what I find so amazing is that King Darius, now again, as we said, he didn't believe in God as his savior. But he believed that God would deliver Daniel. And this bothered his spirit so much, saints of God. Now what I find is amusing is here's Daniel. He's the one that's basically being tortured. And he's just like, I just picture Daniel just standing there like this, just smiling, just praising God in his spirit, worshiping God, not worrying. And the interesting thing was King Darius, he couldn't even sleep that night. He was so disturbed about Daniel being in the lion's den that he fasted out of concern for Daniel and that God would deliver him. And isn't that interesting, saints of God, that when you have that powerful of a walk with God, that even though it may seem like you should be worrying when you don't worry, other people are praying for your behalf, saints of God. Darius was praying for him, and even though he didn't necessarily believe in God as, as his Lord, but he was still praying for Daniel. He was still believing that God would deliver. And saints of God, if Daniel would have cowered down in fear, and if he would have became angry, and he would have been down in the pit cussing people out, and been like, I hate these people, and I want them all dead, and you know, this mm, that's like filling in the F-bombs, you know? Because you know, when you get angry, you say some stuff, okay? And he could have been down in the den cussing them all out in Hebrew. I mean, he could have been. He could have been like, Lord, get those. Kill those. Get them, Lord. But you know what, saints of God, he wasn't. He was just quiet in his spirit, and he rested, and he trusted in God. Look at his posture. He's looking to where his help comes from. He's not looking at those lions, and you see that joker there staring at him. Look, look, you you know that lion's thinking, oh boy, man, you would taste so good. But you know what? Because he kept his eyes on Jesus and he didn't focus on what was behind. He, he didn't look behind him. He didn't look in the past. He didn't look at what he could see with his eyes. He looked at God. And saints of God, I'm just here to encourage you 
Because I know from myself, I tend to, when things hit me, the first thing I do is panic. And I know I shouldn't. And I want to be real with these saints of God, just like Sister Michelle. It's important that we be real. And saints of God, I'm not preaching this at you. I'm preaching it to myself because sometimes when things hit me, boy, that fear wants to come up. That doubt. The first thing I, I, I say is, God, did I miss you? Did I do something wrong? I must have failed you. I must have done you wrong. And then I start doubting. And I start thinking, okay, maybe I'm not as mature in you as I thought. Maybe there's something wrong with me. And then what happens is then I become angry at myself because I feel like I failed God and I let him down. And when I become angry, sometimes I get to a place where it's hard to read your word and it's hard to pray because you feel so ashamed. And saints of God, God had me in a spot like that for a while. And he, he's slowly lifting me out of my den. But I went through a, a very rough phase where I just felt ignored. I felt brushed to the side. I felt like I didn't matter. I didn't exist to nobody. I was trying to do what God called me to do, but yet I just felt like it didn't matter. And saints of God, I'm sure that, that I can imagine how Daniel could have felt that way. You know, all he was doing was being obedient to God, but yet he ended up in this pit. And saints of God, sometimes when you're working for God and you're doing the things of the Lord, sometimes you may find yourself in the pit. You may find yourself in a dark place. You may find yourself surrounded by enemies. You may find yourself just feeling like, God, what did I do wrong? But see, saints of God, sometimes it has nothing to do with what you did wrong. It's just testing your faith. It's testing your faith, and God's got you. But sometimes it's so hard for us to just rest and quiet our spirits. And, and what was happening to me when I went through was I was, I was in such a pit spiritually that it was like I, I felt such shame. I felt such shame. I, when I would try to pray to God, I, I felt like God was so ashamed of me and disappointed in me. And that was how the enemy tried to attack me, to silence me, to keep me from praying because he knew if he could just inflict that intense guilt and shame on me that I would stop praying. But you know what, saints of God, there is no guilt or condemnation. Mm. And I would declare that over and over and over. And the more I would declare it, the more it would lift off of me. And the more I could pray. And sometimes, saints, God, all I would say is, God, you know what? I know I'm a mess. I, I, I know I missed the mark. And I, I know sometimes, God, I, I don't always handle things the right way. I don't always quiet my spirit like I should. I don't always trust you like I should. And God, forgive me. Forgive me, God, because God, I know that sometimes I do fail you. That sometimes I do let you down. But you know what, saints of God, I'm so thankful, just like Elder said, that no matter what we do, no matter how many times we missed the mark, that God still loves us. And that if we just repent and humble ourselves before him, saints of God, he just wipes it clean. He wipes it clean, saints of God. And that's what I love about our Lord. 
his forgiveness and his mercy because he knows how weak we are, saints of God. We can't do anything without him. I know I can't. I, I really can't. And I'm just so thankful. And, and when I look at Daniel and I, and, I, and I look at his stance, he was not moved. Though it seemed like war was succeeding against him. Though it seemed like his enemies had an upper hand. Daniel was like this the whole time, just looking up to God. And saints of God, that's how our stance needs to be. We should not be moved by circumstances and by things that are happening around us. But just stand still and trust and believe and know that if God would save Daniel, he would save you too. And saints of God, guess what? He did save Daniel. Because not only did he shut their mouths, but what was so interesting was that next morning, King Darius, bright and early, he went down to the pit. He removed the stone. And he hollered down to Daniel and he asked Daniel if Daniel's God delivered him. And Daniel declared, yes. My God sent an angel to shut the mouths of the lions. They could not harm me. And saints of God, Darius rejoiced. He rejoiced. And he commanded, at that moment, he commanded that they get him out of that pit. So guess what? Daniel got delivered out of the pit. And what I find so astonishing and so amazing, and what a testimony this is to unbelievers and to others, is that when he came out of the pit, he didn't have one scratch on him. There was nothing on him. There, there, there was no signs of attack, nothing. Now imagine what those people must have been thinking, like what in the world? How could he have gone down in that den of lions and not even get a scratch? But God, that's how, because of God. And guess what? God did take his vengeance. Because what happened was not only did Daniel's accusers that tried to snuff Daniel out, not only did they get thrown into the lion's den, but so did their children and their wives. See, it was a generational punishment. God not only dealt with the people, and this is why it's vital, saints of God, that we watch our actions and we watch what we do. Because sometimes when we do something like that, God will not only punish you, but it can punish the people you love and your children. And that's what happened in this story. God took his vengeance, and they said that when they put them down in the pit, before their feet even touched the bottom of the pit, those lions devoured them up. Those lions tore them up. Because guess what? God's hand was removed at that point because he knew what they did. And those lions attacked and devoured saints of God. And Darius was, was so moved by that that he sent out a decree that everybody should tremble and fear the God of Daniel. And even though he didn't receive it, he knew, he knew that God is a deliverer. And saints of God, that's what our testimony should be singing to people. That's what our walk should be saying to people is that, yeah, even though I may be surrounded, yeah, even though you may have tried to trap me, yeah, even though my enemies tried to, to kill me, yeah, even though it seemed like I had no way out, even though it seemed like I was trapped, even though it seemed like my health was failing, even though it seemed like my children were acting crazy, even when it seemed like my bank account was drying up, even when it seemed like everybody just was hating on me, even when it seems like I'm trying to do the things of the Lord, but all I get is setbacks. Saints of God, I'm here to tell you that God is a deliverer. And if you walk in that faith and you walk in that 
belief and you keep your eyes on Jesus and you keep looking straight ahead and you do not fear, you do not cower. And I know, guys, in our flesh, this is so hard to do and this is why we have to rest in Christ alone for he is our rock and our salvation. We can't do this on our own because in our own we will fret. In our own we will worry. In our own we will feel defeated. But when we focus on God, no matter what's going on, saints of God, we know that we have the victory. We know that this trouble is temporary. We know that our deliverer is here and that our deliverer will save us and that our deliverer will keep his word and that we will come out of it unscratched and unharmed and unfazed. And I, I just need, I just wanted to share this with you really quick because, you know, it's funny when you prepare for a message, you tend to deal with whatever it is that you, God has you to preach on, or at least for me. And I'll tell this message was so hard to put together. Oh my gosh, I, there was so much confusion. And it was like, I knew in my heart that God's got me and I knew in my heart his will would be done because I knew he called me to preach his gospel. But there was so much confusion. Like, Erica, you're going to lose the people. It's not going to make sense. What are you doing? Look at you. You're a nervous wreck. And saints of God, what happened was I found myself in the lion's den. And my lions weren't literal as in the animal, but spiritual. I found that those nagging thoughts of you're not good enough. I found those thoughts of you're not anointed enough. You don't have what it takes. And them trying to inflict the past on me of when I would have to get up and give presentations in school and how I'd clam up and freeze because I was so nervous I couldn't even get the words out. And I had those thoughts coming, and it just seemed like the smallest of things would be breaking down around the house. And just I just felt just wrecked. And, and I just had to cry out to God, and I said, Listen, God, no matter what happens, I'm going to preach your gospel, and I'm going to do what you called me to do. And even if this message helps nobody, it's helping me. And I thank you for that, God, because you see, saints of God, when I stand up here, it's not to please you. It's not to entertain you. I do hope and pray that the messages do encourage you. I do hope and pray that it inspires you. But see, saints of God, I'm aiming at pleasing him. And I would rather go through this war every time I got to preach I mean, I was physically ill this morning. I, when I opened my eyes, I felt like I had sand in my eyes. I couldn't even blink. I was feeling nauseous and weak. And I remembered I looked at my husband, and I was trying not to cry because I was putting mascara on. And I, I just looked at Max, and I said, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I, I, I don't want to do this. I, I, I just don't want to do it. I just want to stay home. I feel like I'm going to faint. But I knew. I knew, and God just kept reminding me over and over the word he prophesied to me years ago. I've called you to preach the gospel. And when he would speak that to me, strength would well up. And see, saints, God, sometimes what you have to do when you find yourself in those places and you're being attacked, you just have to remind yourself of who you are in Christ. It may seem crazy to you at the moment, but saints of God, one of the things I've learned about walking with the Lord is that the harder your flesh fights, 
the more God has for you. And saying to God, I don't regret going through what I went through. I don't regret the nervousness that I feel getting up here and the attacks that come with it. Because saying to God, I'm going to be obedient and faithful, just like Daniel was. I'm not going to be a man pleaser. I'm not going to try to please myself or please other people. But I'm going to please God, and I'm going to please him always because he's my Abba. He's a good, good father. He's given me everything that I need. We don't need to worry. You lack nothing, saints of God. You lack nothing. All God wants is just for you to be faithful and obedient and trust in him and walk with victory because you have the victory. You have the victory, saints of God. So what I want to do as we close I would like for you to stand to your feet. And we're going to make some declarations today. And as you say this to me, I want to hear power in your voice, okay? I don't want to hear, I will not be moved. No, 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 no. Because if you say it like that, guess what? You will be moved, okay? So I'm going to say a quote. And when I move my mic like this, I want you to shout back, I will not be moved. Okay, here we go. When people turn against me, when I get punished for doing the right thing, if I find myself in a dark pit full of lions, when it seems like my enemies have the upper hand, I, if I lose my job, if my health should fail me, if my family rejects and turns against me, if my friends betray me, if all hell were to break loose right here, right now, amen. Give God some glory and praise. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. If you got to scream that a hundred times, just scream it. It don't matter. If you're in a room full of people, just say it. Be that light. I will not be moved. That's right. Let them look at you crazy. It's okay. It ain't about them. Because you're just trying to get through. You're just trying not to lose your mind up in here. So you know what? It's okay. Let them think you're crazy. I'm sure they thought Daniel was crazy too. But, you know, you saw, you saw what God did, right? Oh, my goodness, saints of God. And you know what? When we're faithful to God, my goodness, we will exceed abundantly and above all that we could ever imagine. You think you have favor before? Mm, when you stand that test and you stay faithful to God, my, oh, my, oh, my, you better get ready, saints of God, because he's going to open up a door for you that's going to blow your mind. Your faith is going to be so much stronger than ever before. Because you see what God has done in your life, saints of God. And I encourage you when you're going through, remember those past times when God saved you. When he was there for you. And focus on that and celebrate in that and declare that over your life. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message encouraged you. If you would like to learn more about C3 Church, please visit us in person in Indian Trail, North Carolina at 5805 West Highway 74, Indian Trail, North Carolina 28079 
or on the web, c3churchnc.org, or on facebook.com forward slash c3indiantrailnc.org.